So, Dean, you were quoting Shakespeare on our I last was? episode. Yeah, I think. I think you did. Romeo and, and Juliet? I think you were. Yeah. And, and do you remember what you My were saying? My best Hamlet. Well, no. First of all, that's your best Hamlet, Macbeth, really. My, Macbeth <laughs> is my favorite Shakespeare Shakespeare play. Oh, the Scottish play, double, as we like to say in the theater. Toil and trouble. Yes, yes. The witches doing their thing mm. and, and predicting for us and giving you that ominous uh, uh, oh. rhyming couplets. I believe there were rhyming couplets. Fire burn. Remember that from cauldron class. bubble. And yeah, toil, toil, and all when that stuff. When shall we three meet again? Oh. And what's the cultural piece? I There's don't know, and I'm not saying that right now. What is the. Oh, oh, then say the line. What's the line you said before from Shakespeare? My kingdom for a horse. Okay, check, please. <laughs> when. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's Richard III, I believe, uh, right before the axe falls. So, no, that would not be the one we're talking What's about. What's in a name? What's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Names. <laughs> Here we go. Well, Torin, Torin, yes. how you feeling? Uh, I've been better. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's look, okay. all right, try not to get anything on me, okay? okay? But but look that up for us, all right? Are you talking to the hologram? I'm, I'm talking to the hologram, yeah. <laughs> how's well, that, how's we'll that, explain the hologram. How's that machine working out? Well, so far, it's working out pretty well, but don't spoil it. That's a tease for what's coming up, okay? The, holo- the hologramophone? The, yeah. She, you'd see, you just can't keep it, can you? No. It just keeps <laughs> flowing out of you. I can't. Uncontrollably. It's all like, over everything. It's like our culture. Oops. Your, Your culture's, culture's showing. showing. <laughs> We had a nice conversation in the last in podcast. the last episode about names. About mainly, we were talking about family names and where they come from. Now you have a perspective. I gave an account of my family, my father's family. Is there a cultural piece to this? Is the question because there always oh, is because in this show there needs to be. Or well, we could oh, talk about names. Should we but start again? Maybe. <laughs> Well, you're right, but but as you said in the last episode, and hopefully people are coming to this from the last episode, but if not, go back. And as you said in the last episode, of course there is a cultural. You know why aspect. I want to keep talking. And I think about you proved that in in the last episode. Yeah. As well. well, all right. I mean, there's a lot that we can say about the, the whole issue of the relationship between names and cultures. Okay, name three things. Go ahead. That's what I thought. Let's move on to the next subject. Um, no, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, although you are the specialist, Dean Foster. You well, one of the are things the that comes up all, oftentimes is people misunderstanding how to say other people's names because they don't understand that in the other culture, yeah, those names need to be managed differently than you would in the West. Okay, I'm not real sure what the heck you're talking about, but <laughs> for example, <laughs> please in in Latin me. in Latin America, you you know, mm-hmm. you meet Jorge Gonzalez Gutierrez. Mm. So is he Jorge Gutierrez or is he Jorge Gonzalez? Is it hyphenated? Yes. 
then he's Gonzalez Gutierrez. Gonzalez Gutierrez because... Senor Gonzalez Gutierrez. Si. Por qué? Uh, Por qué... Uh, no say. See, it's a double <laughs> last name. I don't name. know what that means, it, it's by a, the way. It, it's a double last name, right? So, so Gonzalez Gutierrez, Gonzalez mm. is the father's name. Okay. His father's family name. Mm -hmm. Gutierrez is his mother's family name. Okay. So he would, you refer to him for, with his father's family name. So you refer to him with the first of the last two names. Okay, so he's Gonzalez Gutierrez. See, si. so he is a, a Senor, Senor Gonzalez. Gonzalez, see. Si. Ah, uh, see that now. That's real interesting because in the contemporary U.S., it is not unusual for people to have hyphenated names, mothers, fathers, last names. Right. Well, the hy the hyphen it depends on the country. Now you know you have variations. Let's say if you're looking at this in Latin America, certain countries will hyphenate. Certain countries won't. Mm -hmm. um, the hyphen doesn't necessarily indicate a anything more than that there's a connection between the two names. So do, okay. it, it does change country by country. But, but the same situation with a woman. Let's say um, Senorita Maria Elena Lopez Gomez. Mm -hmm. Maria Elena is a hyphenated first name. Okay. Okay, so that means that you can't you can't foreshorten it. You that's can't ever the whole name. That's her whole name. Don't ever refer to her as Maria. It's okay. Maria Elena, mm -hmm. right? And L L Lopez Gomez, once again, the first of the last two names, Lopez, is her father's family it, name. With both male and female Same. children, it would be done with the father's name being the first one. See, so you would name. refer to her as Senorita. Lopez. Yeah. Well, you could. You would never be wrong if you use both, Senorita sure. Lopez Gomez. So but you would. It, it just gets you probably should do that if you're not sure, and they have that hyphenated last name. Then you should probably just refer to them as both. See, if you, you don't know, you can never be wrong. Okay. But you'll. But you'll also always be right if you go with the first name, hmm. the first of the last two names. So let's say sin, sin, in in Latin America. Yes. Now is so, this? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're you're. You're about to say And in something. Spain as well. Okay. So now Senorita Maria Elena marries Jorge. Senorita Maria Elena Gomez Lopez marries Jorge Gonzalez Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Mm -hmm. What happens to her name? I don't have a clue <laughs> now. So I've already forgotten her name. So it's not that common a lot outside me. of Anglo-Saxon cultures for women to take their husband's name. And in fact, in Latin America, she doesn't. Ah. So she keeps Lopez Gomez hmm. de Gonzalez Gutierrez. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You're not going to find that on one of those license plates they make for kids' <laughs> bicycles. So, so Jorge and Maria Elena have little Pedro. And uh -oh. What's his name? Pedro. <laughs> Pedro Smith at that point. No, Pedro's going to take his father's given his father's okay. family name. Okay. And then his Gonzalez Gutierrez. And then his mother's family name. He's going to take 
both. So well, four The first names. of the last two names will be the father's family. So Gonzalez is first. Yeah, Pedro Gonzalez. And there's Gonzalez. a hyphen to Gutierrez. And that's it. And then uh, there's or, yeah, nothing yeah. beyond that. Or does he go to his mother's surname at that point? No, no. He'll take his father's family name. Just that. And he'll add his mother's family name. Ah, so Lopez. See, si, good. So it becomes. He be Gonzalez. Gonzalez Lopez. Lopez. Pedro Gonzalez Lopez. Okay, okay. And again, it would never be wrong to use the whole family history uh-huh, of names, uh-huh. but that takes a page and a half. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> now let me let me ask you a question with all of this. So actually, well, I've let got me ask you a question questions. first. Hold your oh, question. Oh, good. So Here what happens go. when Maria Elena <laughs> and Jorge divorce? Oh, my goodness. Well, they don't because <laughs> uh, I give up. What does happen at that point? I, I think it, it, it's such a new phenomenon that, that there it are lots of different choices. Absolutely. There are no rules to it. I mean, so some the son, however, Pedro, their name, would, others won't. would keep the name that he has because yeah. he's still the same mother and father. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. That's all right. Very interesting. You, you mentioned something a minute ago. We were talking about a Latin America here, and we were, t- and you also mentioned Spain would do similar things, right? So I'm thinking an area that kind of comes off of that um, would be the phrase or the designation Hispanic. And I don't think, again, I'm talking about U.S. Americans, but I don't think that there is a clear understanding of what. Hisp- or of who Hispanics That's actually so are. so important. I'm, I'm glad you raised that. Hispanic refers to anybody who's either speaking Spanish mm-hmm. or is coming from a Spanish-influenced culture. Okay. Spain or Spanish-influenced culture. Okay. Which is interesting because you think of Latin America and you think of it as mainly Hispanic, but the largest country in Latin America is not. Okay. Brazil is not related to Spain, and they don't speak Spanish. They right. speak Portuguese. Portuguese. So they are not Hispanic. But, but they are both Brazilians and everybody else in Latin America. Well, not everybody, but most everybody mm-hmm. else. They're all Latin, Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Spain and Portugal are Latin cultures. Right. Okay. Now, back to the name game. Well, here's an, here's an interesting twist. The to name. the du- to the. Banana, fana, fofana, bee, momana, banana. Yeah, we butchered Does anybody, that. Does anybody no know? No one knows that. Does no. anybody know what we just did? I don't think so. I don't even know what we just Actually, did. maybe they might sing it like in nursery schools or something. You can yeah, see that it. we haven't sung there, it. There was a big hit song. Oh, it was huge. Right? Wasn't yeah, which there? is kind of sad. It was really stupid. I mean, <laughs> <You it didn't, laughs> Sorry. Not to call it names, but I, it was stupid. Hey, if you did it, who was the artist? I don't Lincoln. know who the artist. Lincoln. Lincoln, Bo Milana, Banna, Fofinkin, Fi, Mo, Minkin. Yeah, I mean, whoever the Lincoln. artist. Lincoln. What was. <laughs> I got to do Lincoln. You know what? That was a fantastic again. song. Wait, I hold on. A There's song. a phone call. Hold on. Oh. Oh, it's legal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? That much for that, huh? Yeah, okay. I, I hope they made a bundle of money. I mean, it's great. You yeah. Know? It was very catchy. It, and it was one of those things where if you sing it, you learn it, except I'm not sure what you were learning. Right. Right. right it right. was kind of like, I'm learning to not say the name the way it actually is said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But 
what I was about to say <laughs> before yes. you before you trip lightly sorry, I, into I, 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 I didn't mean to inter- into, interrupt into great hits from the 1850s. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stephen Foster actually wrote that one. If I'm not right. mistaken. The, now, if you take the double last name in Hispanic cultures, Gonzalez Gutierrez. See, now Hispanic, uh-huh. not Portuguese. The Portuguese also have double last names, Uh but they flip it around so that, once again, the father's family name is not the first of the two. It's the last of the two. Okay. And the mother's family name, that's the first one. So we'd go now Gutierrez Gonzalez. And with an S, not a Z, because it's Portuguese, not Spanish. It's Portuguese as opposed to Spanish. To me, that's very interesting. Yeah, I think other people will be, you know. Well, now, now you know, right? That. So, yeah, you know, if you didn't know it before, if you're non-Hispanic, and then mm-hmm. your your Hispanic neighbor moves in, I mean, you yep. can be a little bit more understanding and respectful, and sure, it just makes for better neighbors. Wait, getting along with your neighbors? Yeah, exactly. I don't know that we understand that. (laughs) Well, as they say, you know, good good fences make good neighbors. Yeah. 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 I never understood what that meant. Well, I I kind of do. I mean, there's a certain, you're really talking about, I think it's a cultural thing, right? I'm not sure it's true, only it's maybe true in certain cultures. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, certain people will feel much more comfortable with a defined separation. Right. And they other ne- people will feel that is not necessary and it is, in fact, getting in the way of things. You know, I think if we're, if we're both equals in, yeah. in power relationships, yeah. then if we're both entitled to put up a fence and clearly establish right. the, our boundaries with yeah. each other, it probably works out. Mm-hmm. But if one of us has the power and the other one doesn't, right, nope. and then the fences go up, yeah. I think there's a big problem. Well, not that the U.S. has any difficulties with fences, no. because that's oh, not walls. an issue. Here. Right. Yeah. Okay, we'll move along on that one. Um, we're still in the name game, however. Whoa. Banana, fana, fana. Yeah, you're butchering it already. You can't I, yeah, go from banana to fana it. there. <laughs> Just do it Lincoln, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln, <laughs> Bobinkin, banana, fana, fofinkin. Oh, see, I jumped, on in the, I jumped in Mo-minkin. the middle. Yeah, you're getting that was to your my fana problem. too fast. I got my fana too fast. You're just a quick fana man, yeah. that's all. Well, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm really starting to get real scared with this yeah. conversation. <laughs> no, I, the problem was I jumped in in the middle. I didn't. You did. I didn't start. Yeah, you've that's, never had patience. That has been you know, a, it's a metaphor for my rush, life. You can't rush, man. You got you to gotta let it play itself out. You Take know? your time. That's right. Enjoy the trip. the beginning. <laughs> well, you do that, and I'll try to figure out what the heck we were talking about in the first place. Oh, we were doing na- and <laughs> names. Talking about na- and I wanted to make a comparison between the naming patterns Good. here. And, you know, for 600 years, the Arab world actually... Well, ah, we're well, in the Middle East now. Yes. and, okay. and Well, uh, Islam and, mm-hmm. and, and the Moors from in the Morocco, Moors from Northern North Africa, Africa yeah. actually were in charge in what in the Iberian Peninsula. Coming well, we into Spain and Spain. Portugal area. Yeah. In, in fact, Spain spent more of its uh, recorded history mm. under Islamic rule than under Christendom. 
Right? Sure. So lots of things were influenced. Uh, music. I mean, you listen to flamenco rhythms, you hear Arabic rhythms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you listen and you look at the language. Mm-hmm. The language, Spanish was also influenced, and as well as English and many other languages, by Arabic. And it came in through, at, at least in this area, through the Moorish invasion in Spain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, if you look at Arab naming patterns... Mm-hmm. There's not. There are certain similarities with with the double family name in Spain mm-hmm. and in Hispanic tradition. Mm-hmm. So Ahmed bin Mohammed uh, bin, I believe, means does it mean son of? If son I'm not of, mistaken, exactly. Yeah. So okay. so let's say you have um, Ahmed yes. bin Mohammed al Saud. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So that's. Mm-hmm. Ahmed, his given name, yes. son of Muhammad, his father, mm-hmm. of the House of Saud. Mm-hmm. Okay, which would be like Saudi Arabia, yeah, that area. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Binta is daughter of. Okay. So she would have the same naming pattern. Okay. Mariam Binta Muhammad mm-hmm. al Saud. Mm, okay. And that's Mariam, daughter of Muhammad, mm-hmm. her father mm-hmm. of the House of Saud. Mm, okay. And and this can go on. I mean, you can have lots of generations in there. And they keep father they keep of grandfather on? of great great grandfather. Yeah. Right. I'm sort of guessing here, but um, it seems to me like a way to. It's an accounting. A way during a time where you may or may not have had a written way of doing something, there is almost a spoken way of accounting from who people are and where they're coming from. The name, the reason we have the names is because it identifies something about us. And, sure. and it was either our job, our occupation, our location, the caste or the tribe we were a member of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it evolved, of course, into this idea of having a given name and a, and a family name in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But, but for, I think, most of human history, the reasons for people's names were very different. In Ellis Island... In this country, a lot of people came through, and there wasn't a whole lot of uh, respect, let's say. No, for, there was no very little consideration. Sure, for, for their names, for their family They names. had to process so many people. I mean, there's one guy sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day. Their job was to move the line. Listening to strange people give strange names that they couldn't figure out. And how do you spell that? You right. know, they just gave up. They just for sure. So they would be labeled. Besides, I mean, the name. they had the power. I right. mean, you couldn't say anything if you didn't like the name that they gave you. You didn't you, dare. You didn't dare. Or otherwise, right? you'd get turned around and put it right back. I literally, just, be I just put right to get back in. on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because people did. If there was anything that could possibly make you look undesirable, and certainly illness or any weakness of that kind, or even financial weakness, you could be gone. And what about the African-American experience where your name was yeah. just removed? It's just gone. It's gone. Yeah. You had no name. Right. So you... It, 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 one, once slavery was abolished, mm-hmm. I mean, people just. What do took, you go back to? People took the names of of historical figures that they idolized, you know, sure. Lincoln and Washington and whomever mm-hmm. they felt some kind of connection to in this new country. The African history was being passed on verbally 
at the time. I'm not talking about the African-American experience. I'm talking about the African experience. It yeah, the culture that the slaves were coming from. Coming from, from. Right. yeah. So in their own tribal situations, they were passing it along verbally. And so they, depending on the age, of course, the person coming, they would have some of that in them. But there was forced separation. And, there and was forced separation. It sure. was very so difficult. Not very. much of that happened. There's the wonderful accounting of all of that out of the book by Alex Haley, the late Alex Haley in Roots, right. where he was capable because of his history of his family, they were able to hold on to a thread of that that somehow managed to make it through a long period of time before the end of slavery. Isn't this part of the reason for the attraction to genealogy? You know, people wanting sure. to find their roots and finding yeah. what was my real name and what was the family I really came from? Mm -hmm. Because at least in the U.S., While listening to this, you may think, hey, you know, I wonder, well, if you have a question like that and want to ask us, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One would be through email, which is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow at gmail.com. And then there's also our handle on Twitter, which is oopscultureshow. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow. I know, I know, it's not original, but but it works, okay? Oh, it's legal. Uh, Come in. Mr. Peterson, uh, we have a uh, papers to serve you. Uh, Mr. Peterson? Yes. Is that your name? No, not See? me. He's not here. I'm sorry. And, um, and you, the man over were, there with the headphones on? You, you were telling it. us about the origin of your name. I was. In the yes, Peterson podcast. is not really my family name. That was name the anglicized version because they had right. to fit in. That's right. right. Yes. In this new melting An attempt melting to get pot. work in what had to be a very uh, gullible Swedish community. Mm. Yes. To find these very French people who were passing themselves off as Swedes. Well, they didn't look that Swedes. much different from them, but they may have sounded different from them. I, I'm guessing they probably did, they because had... they came in through through the the Quebec area of Canada and, and were speaking French. And probably, I really don't know the whole time. So what was it. the original French name? Well, um, the original French name was Petron. Ah. Which is P-E-T-R-O-N. Yes. Very elegant. Not a common name in France, oh. because I've in France when when being in France, and for extended period of time, I've tried to find others. There may be many. Yeah, I've tried to trace that name. Canada. So, from my father's side, it's very hard to trace the ancestry back. Mm. On my mother's side, it's very easy. I mentioned my mother when we were talking about the UK in uh, episode nine. Um, about my, my mothball-smelling grandparents and um, from there because they came over in the 1600s, in the early 1600s, when the real early settlement stuff was happening here. So I can trace them back here mm, mm. for hundreds of years. Mm. Um, that one's not even hard. And then it goes back over, which does lead me to another name thing, but I'll get to that in a second. No, get to it now. Hold your thought. <laughs> In tracing back my mother's side of the family and going back over to England, um, where the majority of the people that in her family came from, 
does not necessarily make them all English. Um, although at some time they are, of course, because in following back the names, and I followed that thread, assuming it has certain reliability to it, which is always questionable, but I followed that thread back a long way. And as I'm following it in, in England, suddenly the names changed significantly. Norman invasion. Absolutely. And they're very French. Very French. At that time. Yeah. So, and so you were able I, to tra- to trace it back to 1066 and further, yeah, yeah, and because if you can believe it, and I don't know that you can, because it also just may be the way the bookkeeping was done, but if you can believe it, if you're lucky enough to have anyone of status in your family, so royalty or uh, they kept better records, they kept better records. Mm. Yeah, they paid taxes. They did. And or collected they don't have taxes. to be like a king or a queen, yeah. but the higher up the ladder, the better the records. Right. So because other people are keeping records about them. Mm. And nonetheless, at, there a time, were better at a time when enforcing taxation was the name of the game. Very important. Where, where, yes. Because most people weren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, and they had to pay fair. for the war. You know, yeah. you always had to pay for the war with is, either France or Spain or Portugal. Or and this America. is one of the reasons why, you know, the honorifics also developed around the world. How you refer to the names like Mr., Ms., Mrs. Why is that important? Why is marital status important? You know, it's all about ownership and property and, and, and hereditary rights. Mm-hmm. And you, if you check into the honorifics that are used everywhere, you, you see what's important in that culture. And there are signs that are often indicated. Like in, in India, if you, if you run into somebody whose name is Singh, mm-hmm. right, um, chances are he's wearing a turban. Mm-hmm. Chances are he's got a steel bracelet around his wrist. Mm-hmm. Chances are he, th- there may be a little traditional symbolic dagger that he's mm-hmm. keeping around his waist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the turban is there to hold his hair in place because because he he's not supposed to cut it mm. because he is Singh is the honorific for uh, for someone who is a Sikh, mm. and so that's oh, okay. his religious identity, mm. and, and those are the trappings of of being identified as a Sikh. Okay, so Mister Singh is is usually always a Sikh. And so you know something about him as soon as you meet Mr. Singh. Mm-hmm. And if All you right. and if you meet if you meet um Mrs. Carr, well Carr is the same equivalent honorific for a female Sikh. Really? So every Carr and is Madam Madam Carr, but but she is a Sikh, just as Mr. Singh is a Sikh. It does. It do, tells you nothing about his family, but it tells you something about his religious identity. Okay, right. Which became in, in India all of these areas, very, important. very important, but certainly in India, sure, right. Yeah, and, and throughout, really throughout the world, because the organization and government aspects of the of the world 
were defined by religions in many cases. In many cases. And now U.S. Americans have to understand that, you know, not every Indian wears a turban and a seal bracelet right. and is as referred to as Mr. You're Singh. You're asking a lot of U.S. Americans, the typical U.S. American. <laughs> Sikhs, in Not fact, really. You're all capable of handling this. You Sikhs, really in fact, are. are. are a minority in oh. India, but they do play a very outsized role in the mm. society and, and in the U.S. too, because mm. many emigrated here. And there are lots of other Indians beyond just Sikhs, obviously. Sure. Hindus and Muslims of various And castes. India is a pretty good-sized country. Whoa, massive. So what happens? I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I had a Mr. Fisher, who I believe is still with us. I had a Mr. Fisher as a... He was a teacher in high school with me, although I did not have him. I believe Mr. Fisher was a history teacher. I don't think he was ever went fishing, but but I could be wrong with that. Well, that's how we get eponymous names. <laughs> but right? but let me Eponymity okay. Well, is I don't an, think we it, should talk about hippopotamuses right now. I think wasn't she a character in Les Mis? It, it, she was <laughs> nice. That was I, nice. I, I like was. I gotta give you credit on that one. It's <laughs> Um, no, what yes. I mean, eponymity. <laughs> yeah, easy for you to say. When, People now yeah. whose names reflect what they do, uh-huh. not not in the old days like Fisher's great-great-great-grandfather actually right. fished for fish in a lake, uh-huh. but like today when you run across somebody like uh, a politician named Outlaw, you know, Governor Outlaw. <laughs> but there is. But that, that's what I mean. There's a there mayor is. who, yeah, yeah. in or, North Carolina, I believe. I, I remember on the New York City subways, there was an ad, there was an ad for a proctologist, oh, and his name oh, was no. Dr. Tush. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Real. Hold on. Now it was spelled T-U-S-C-H. Yeah, yeah, I get it. There was, there's, wasn't there another one that was Dr. Tushy, another guy, too? Dr. Tushy? Yeah. Well, he was the more friendly version was, of Dr. Tushy. <laughs> he's, he's, he was a ch- children's. He was a, and then there was yeah. another one, on the same thing, on the New York City subway uh-huh. for a dermatologist uh-huh. named Dr. Zitz. Mm, Zitzmore. Zitzmore. I'm not... See, it wasn't I, just Zitz, it was Zitzmore. <laughs> I'm guessing they're using this name to promote their business. Oh, that's reverse... That's reverse eponymity. <laughs> it, it, well... Yeah, that's that's um... And you would and you should see a doctor for that. You I really, think you really need to. Doctor, yeah. I have reverse epidemic. Yeah. Or wear a pad or that's something. That's okay. My I name mean, is Doctor Zitzmore anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It it does make me want to see somebody like that, and I don't really be suffering from that. But I that. Well, what was the name of that 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 guy who ripped off billions and billions of dollars? Don't say ripped off after you've said zits more. Okay, that's just wrong. And he's he's in jail now. He, it was a big Ponzi scheme just a few yeah. years ago, and 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 he ripped off billions of dollars from investors who were the one the a, the real big one. Yeah, the real big the one. one. I'm not going to remember right now. Yeah, right. yeah well, his him. name is eponymous too. Tor looked. Made Made off. Made off. Made yeah, off with I the mean, money. He made off with the money. Oh, why didn't we see that coming? You, you know, Please. If, if somebody came to me and his name was made off and he said, give me all your money and I'll make, it, I'll make more. I'm a financial like, person. Duh. It's, yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. Uh, oops. Well, <laughs> a lot of very um, supposedly intelligent people ended up losing a lot of money, right? And there. I think there's more eponymity 
than so they realize. shouldn't have paid attention to you. Think about think about all the people who you know, and think about their names, and think about well, wait a minute, that name actually reflects something about that person. Well, there's also the idea of besides my ancestors who changed their name, try to get a job in a certain region in in Upper State New York. There's there's lots of people in different industries, but especially one that I come out of, which is the entertainment industry, where people are changing their names to their benefit for work there on a regular basis. That's not even odd. That's kind of like what you you didn't change your name. Yeah. And they change it because it, it's more reflective of what they think is going to help them in their career to get work. So once right. again, it's the name and keep game. getting work. Lincoln. Right. I'm starting in the middle. Lincoln. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I, Go I, away. We, we Go away. It's, it's, oh, he's not. He, he's not here. <laughs> Dave's not here. For those of you who are old enough to remember that. Um, okay. So, the honorifics are important. They indicate things that you need to know about the person. Sure. Okay. Frau und Herr. Uh huh. Mister. Uh-huh. Right. Frau and Frau, well, but, but the women. Mister. Is it interesting that the women have definitions that denote and define interesting any way you choose, but that they to denote their marital status? Isn't that because it's it's all about property and right. ownership and, right. and control? That that's thus for, the advent of the of the Ms terminology here in the u.s well it reflects the pervasiveness of, of patriarchy of staying away trying to get out of that whole mess a, 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 a miss is, is a way a, right. around that yes right. right around patriarchy and and sure there are however definitions that go along age that sometimes are varied there on sure. both male and female sides so in again hispanic cultures mm-hmm. uh, you have the use of don and doña mm-hmm. don for the man the senior man, mm-hmm. the, the important man, and Doña for the older, important matriarch of the family. Sure. Right? And when you use those um, honorifics with an individual, you use it with their first name, mm-hmm. not the family name. Mm-hmm. So Don Luis, mm-hmm. Don, Doña Luisa. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody who knows mm-hmm. those two individuals understands what you're talking about. Sure. And the level of respect that this That they're that receiving this because of that. Sure. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. That... Going back to uh, Herr und Frau, for example. Yes. In Germany, the fact that, that titles are so important, and in many other cultures as well, but uh-huh. I'm using the German example, says something about the culture. So if you're introduced to someone who, let's say, is a, a doctor or a professor, right. it would be Herr Professor Schmidt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. And if, and, and if he's um, a, a doctor, maybe Herr Dr. Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And he may be a professor and a doctor because traditionally in Germany... Would you, you add them all up? You add them all up. Okay. Herr Professor Dr. Schmidt. Mm. Okay. Until he indicates to you, once you start to get to know each other, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Call me, call me, you know, um, Sigmund. But mm-hmm. until then, it's Herr Professor Dr. Schmidt. Sure. And interestingly, the woman, so she'll be Frau, mm-hmm. if she's married to Herr Professor Dr. Schmidt, mm-hmm. she is Frau Professor Dr. Schmidt. Really? Because she's the wife of... 
okay. Professor Dr. Schmidt. Mm, that, that also gets us back to the ownership and right, patriarchal right. and so now on. Now, what right. happens if she herself is Becomes a doctor? a doctor professor. She's, she's Frau. Still she's that. Frau, Professor, Professor mm-hmm. Dr. Schmidt. And in that circumstance, in the German... Uh, with the German background, they would take the name of the husband. So am I right with that? You're not going to get them keeping their family. By by the way, this is traditional. It's changing. And and people today can make choices. Sure. As they do in the United States as well. Right. But you can't go wrong if you do it the traditional way. Sure. You can't assume wrong. But you can assume wrong if you assume that it's not this way and it turns out it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. I was thinking of Henry Louis Gates, if you know uh, well, Professor course. Gates. Yes. Um, and I believe Dr. Gates, um, to go back to the Germanic things we were talking about before. But he's a professor and a very um, learned man. And he has had a show, I believe, on public television now for a few years, looking into the genetic backgrounds of people, usually fairly well-known people, and seeing... You mean the hereditary? uh, Yes, yes. Genetic on the hereditary end, and using uh, the genetic uh, codes that come out of all of that to define... Tracing the genealogy. Where these people... We're talking about genealogy. ...their background is coming from, yes. Because you can get into lots of other areas that you don't want to get into if you talk about genetics but well i maybe i do no no you don't (laughs) (laughs) right no 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 we're talking the same thing genealogy we've been talking about right we're talking genealogy we're talking history of people and their where they come from and all of that and um he has now been doing this and it's quite surprising at times for people as to really who they are and that whole so that whole part has started to come in with science stepping in to this whole discussion which sometimes results in a real change of direction in where the verbal passed along history has come from because be- people believe and and their names might indicate that they are of one descent and perhaps there's even stories of that and it turns out not so much that they don't show any evidence of being from that area of the world. Now, when the facts speak the truth, and the truth is different from the legend. Yeah. The and family legend. Common, it, it's those types of things are, so, are battles that are fought regularly in many different areas, oh, but they yeah. are with this, the name situation that yeah, we're talking it, it about only, right now. It only illustrates the, 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 the fact that over time, we lose connection to the truth, and mm-hmm. this is a way of finding the truth. The DNA is. I had my DNA tested, as did I, uh, for my genealogy. And mm-hmm. one of the things I discovered was that I think it's like most 
most people are 5% uh, or somewhere between 3 and 5% Neanderthal. Um, but most non-Africans, mm-hmm. between 3 and 5% Neanderthal. But I'm 7%. Mm. I, I think I, I could have told you that. Yeah, my wife said the yeah. same thing. <laughs> she, and my daughter said... That explains so much. <laughs> Actually, I find the, the shocking part of that to me is it's only seven percent. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I, I did not have that. I found that my my um, background from the Iberian Peninsula was a lot larger than I had any idea. No one ever spoke of that. Did it change you? Absolutely. Are you a better person for it? Well, my Spanish got a little bit better. Mm. <laughs> no, it really didn't. Um, I unfortunately. He's, he's a perfect example of how that happens. I, you know, I just recently returned from New Zealand, mm. and in New Zealand, which we're going to talk about, but not not today. But um, yeah, not today. Not so today. Stay there's tuned there's for a that. lot to talk about there. Sure. So. But, you know, the, the, the indigenous population, and really not indigenous, because they themselves only arrived in New Zealand about 600 years ago, are the Maoris, mm-hmm. a Polynesian group, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they came in various different tribes, but they're referred to in general by Pakeas, Europeans, as, as Maoris. And about uh, half a century ago, Croats from Croatia emigrated into New Zealand and they actually married with got found found the Maori life in New Zealand very similar to the way they were being treated back home and so Maoris and Croats intermarried hmm. and there's a whole population now where people can trace their names and if you run into a New Zealander uh with a name like Babich hmm. Well, that's the itch in Slavic mm-hmm. that comes from the Croats when they emigrated into New Zealand. Hmm. Okay. And, and most of the time they, they intermarried with the Maoris. Interesting. Okay. And that's the way everybody's got this story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, if we trace it back far enough, we all end up uh, hanging out in a neighborhood somewhere in the middle of Africa. That's right. That's so, where it all started. Yeah. Absolutely. And- and the and the cool thing about it to me too is that all of this stuff going back from almost the very beginning is that it, it influences cultures today and therefore influences what is happening around the world regularly. Um, and especially when you get into the ongoing migration of humans. For the now with all that we're talking about, hmm. the greatest migration of humans in all of human history is occurring now. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now. Yeah. So everything we're talking about with names and 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 all of this, this has already happened. But yeah. the greatest migration is occurring now. More people, literally walking across the face of the earth uh-huh. Uh-huh. now than ever before. Sure. Well, sure. Where is it going? Is um, you can come up with a lot of theories. We're not here for that. On that note, it's definitely time to get out of here. Um, And speaking of names, I'm still Tom Peterson, your co-host, and you're still... Dean Foster. And Torin is with us, uh, still hacking and coughing and sniffling. Does he need to see Dr. Tush or somebody? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess it's the wrong end. Dr. Zitzmore? Well, Zitzmore's closer anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and, and Dr. Mucus. And I would like, l- yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably exists. And yeah. anybody who has 
any kind of other examples of eponymity, yeah. send them in. Because people whose names really reflect who they are. Or Jean Valjean, for that matter. Uh, yes, give us any of that. Yeah. Okay. Jean Valjean. <laughs> How is that eponymous? It, it's, oh, no. Oh, eponymity. Yeah. Oh, You're the yeah. one who made the reference, man. <laughs> well. <laughs> there's, there's so there's so many, you know. Okay, I don't want to hear it. We're getting out of once here. Once it's once it's out there, I'm, I'm, I move on. It's, well, we I'm, should move, I move on. on. We should have moved on a long time ago. I'm right. afraid. You know what, Dean? Oops. Oops. Your, your culture's, culture's showing. showing. That's right. And for another time, smell you. Just want to bother you one last time to say we're a brand new podcast here at Oops, Your Culture Showing, and we could really use your help by subscribing to the podcast. And not to mention that if, if you hung around this long and, and you liked what you heard, well, this makes it just easier for you to get the podcast. They'll pop up for you whenever they're released, so you can listen to them on your phone or your computer or however you listen to them. And it's easy to get, too. Just Subscribe using iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. It really isn't hard, and we could really use your support. So from all of us here at Oops, Your Culture Showing, thanks. Thanks.